to the Bobcast Podcast, chatting about it, making you laugh, got the internet fired up, streaming fast, from the lounge with the Ouija board, summoning the past, seeing the future, animated and creative, totally articulated, anytime you want to hear it, you can turn it on and play it, uh, oh my Bob, cast a shadow from your speaker, from your monitor, uh, got it going on at w.thebobcast.podbean.com, episode of content for you and yours, come on! Sit along and send a link to your brother, to your cousin, to your mom. Never, ever, 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 ever turn it off. Ring the alarm up on the river with the spiff light. I'm get done. Uh, so bizarre, abstract fantasy brought to you by Bob. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you as always is Bob. Sitting on the black couch in the lounge staring at the Ouija board. We have a return guest today, Mr. Wyatt Hall from Ventura, California. How are you, sir? I'm really good today. Can you tell us what the weather is out there? It's always around 74, 75 uh, every day out here in Ventura. See, I wish it was like that here. That You know what that is? That's prime jacket weather. Yes. Yeah. Prime jacket, yeah, prime hoodie. Weather. I miss the fall leaves, though. Actually, Don't you know what? Come to think of it, I, I think you were, you were one of the first ones to uh, originate the suit jacket with the hoodie. Am I correct on that? Was I? <laughs> I think you were back in the 2000s when you were running with the colors. Could be. Did you make it? Um, yeah, I used to make all my clothes, I think. And then what happened? You got married and somebody started buying your clothes or you don't make them no more? Oh, no, I still do. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. musically, what have you been up to? I know you're working on some new projects out there. Yes, I'm a new, a new band. It's called High Brazil. H-Y space B-R-A-S-I-L Pretty cool. There's a live harp. And a uh, bunch of talented people in it. And what would you describe the music as? Um, let's see. That's a good question. I guess kind of like U2 on with the harp. U two with a harp, okay, yeah, I like that. What's your uh, favorite? Yeah. U- what's your favorite U two album? Um, I don't really like U two. They're a tough band to like. I did yeah, like. Uh, I like and I don't. I know. I like them. I don't. I liked when Vertigo came out. I was like, all right, let me try to rip this rip off. Riff off. I yeah. liked the. What was the one album? It was like the biggest bomb ever. It was uh. Pot, they did like a big tour. They did actually. They were U two was one of the first to try like. Not that it was like an electronica album. Oh really? Pop. I think no, it was I, called. I do like U two. I just I, I don't know. I know what like you mean. Band you can't really be fans of unless. I have a couple bands like that. I have a couple um, bands what's that. What's that? One, what they had? A, I really like their eighties, more eighties music. Like uh, what was the album Boy? Yeah. I will follow song. That record was really really cool I thought yeah I think I Will Follow is probably one of their all time best songs yeah I thought that was a cool jam so it's more like that sound with harp pretty much I guess who's playing the harp uh, uh this really talented kid named Choke um him and his father are from originally from somewhere in Mexico they, they actually make their own harps really and we got a we also our drummer is really good. He makes his own. He has his own drum company. It's called Dump Drums. A bass player and a guitar player as well. They're insane. Um, they don't make it their own instruments though. 
<laughs> Have you guys uh, done any live shows lately? No, we're just getting we're just getting that thing going, really. It's fun when you get a band going. I, I mean, you contributed towards the Into the Bubble uh, uh, single song that uh, Pocket Dial did. Pocket Dial has been new, I guess, what four or five months. But uh, I've been in the I was in Downtown Harvest for like over thirteen, fourteen years. So I mean, it's it's a sigh of oh, relief, man. and it's it's fun to do something new and creative. Yeah, it's like when you first start dating a girl you really like. Yeah, it's it's you your interest levels are. I mean. I spent countless nights mixing and, you know, making new beats. The honeymoon phase? Yeah, the honeymoon phase, definitely. When everything's new and exciting. Yeah. So, I'm going to pretend like it's going to stay that way with this group. Uh, I hope it does. Uh, have you? Do you have any uh, music online for that? Yeah, we do. We have a SoundCloud up uh, where you can check out some. We have three demos. Um, we, we just kind of improv them, so I don't know if that's great example of what we're going to be like but it's an idea I think that improv is um, I, I love improv and I also I mean I'm a big fan of I mean I, you, maybe you can contest to this is like working in a studio and trying to get the perfect perfect vocal take or the perfect bass take it kind of takes away from the process of creativity uh, would you agree? yeah I love I love improv when it, everything works out just ridiculously well and it just happens that way, but that's so rare. It, it's yeah, a tough so thing, yeah. The studio process is definitely necessary. Have you ever... Really um, what you want. Have you ever auto-tuned your voice? Um, no, I haven't. <laughs> you can probably tell. I would like I would like to hear it, like, all the, like, you know, Kanye West, like, you know, 808 Heartbreaker style. <laughs> like... See, see that I joked about... Well, I don't even know if we're joking. We're probably halfway serious about trying it out and doing something weird like that actually you can make all sorts of well, different whatever happened to that idea yeah you can make your voice sound like you know uh, you know a top you know 40 singer or you can make it sound like you know crocodile like slash mouse dark demon I love messing with the vocal takes speaking of crocodile mouse sounds right down my alley exactly yeah crocodile rock is the way to go speaking of um, yep. experimental music um the band Gypsy Death Star released, uh, I believe on, you said Monday, the EP for Building Burning. Yes. Talk to the Bobcast uh, listeners about that. Um, we were on a label here in the U.S. and uh, we're just, uh, we're lagging on getting distribution and whatnot, so uh, we just said screw it and we put it out ourselves digitally. So um, you can grab that on Spotify or, well, not Spotify, you can listen on Spotify grab it on iTunes or any other digital store. It's four songs, and they're all quite good, I, I would say. Definitely, and uh, um, the the one track from last year, Telephone, appears on there. Yes. Yeah, we released that single, yeah, probably a year ago. Like I said, we've been waiting to release more music, and we just, we're going for it now, but that one's on there, yeah. Yeah, that's a great track. Uh, the other ones that stands out, the, what's the, the last track? It's a, the closing track. It's the epic type of... Uh, I listened to it last weekend. I can't recall the name of it. Is it uh, Off-White? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, when people are digging that one. When you guys set out to make a song like that, uh, who does the, does he come with you, uh, Caesar, uh, with the music first? Or do you guys write together? Yeah, that's, that's how we work. He, he sends me music and then I just demo all the vocals to it and just lay it down. How would you describe a, a Gypsy Death Star um, live show? 
there's only two of us. So I, uh, I, I kind of just try to Mick Jagger it all over the stage to uh, entertain <laughs> as much as possible. Kind of like a Mick Jagger with Down syndrome. Okay. <laughs> I was just speaking to somebody today about the Rolling Stones. Uh, it was one of the first concerts that I, I got kicked out of. Got, really? Where, where was that at? Uh, it was in Philadelphia. It was uh, somewhere around the 2000s, I think, 2001. Something about no security tour, something like that. And I had like a 200-row uh, seat. Uh, I was sitting next to somebody who didn't like what I was doing during the song Sympathy for the Devil. Which, was it a hell of an angel? It, no, it was like this dude with like a buzz cut and like a collared shirt and his, his girlfriend, she I, she seemed to be interested in what I was uh, smoking at the time, but uh, he did not like it at all and uh, proceeded to get in my face and uh, he, sw- he swung at me and I'm like, dude, it's a Rolling Stones concert. What are you doing? But um, yeah, the Rolling Stones, have you ever seen the documentary Crossfire Hurricane? Um, I probably have, like. I can't recall that title though. It's a relatively new one that HBO put out last year, and uh, I recommend it for oh, you. Then and I, then I haven't. Yeah, and all the Bobcast listeners, if you like the the Rolling Stones, you should definitely check it out. The guy that directed it did a fa- uh, fabulous job. Um, right now, he's putting together a documentary on the life of Kurt Cobain, and uh, Nirvana is another band that I don't think has had one good, I guess, docu drama or you know, there's something coming out at the end of the year called Soaked in Bleach, but it's more of a propaganda film about uh, the conspiracy theories uh, surrounding his death. Yeah, all the Nirvana documentaries and films really blow the big one. Yeah, they never really get... I mean, I like the live shows. I mean, I owned all the DVDs that came out, um, but they never really... You know, what was that? Uh, was it Dust Van Sant with uh, Michael Pitt? Yeah, that was, that was good. That was uh, was Last Days. But, yeah. It was... I mean, there wasn't much talking in it. I remember seeing it. I saw it in L.A., uh, some theater on Sunset. The funny yeah, thing... I was, I was just surprised how non-eventful the whole film was. There really was nothing. I think... Time and make a film. At least, you know, make it entertaining. Yeah, I guess the most entertaining part is when he opened the door, I guess, dressed in drag. Yeah, I mean, he did... The guy, Michael Pitt, played his own instruments in that, and I think he did... Um, he did one like little cool thing, I guess, where you're screaming into the the delay uh, pedal and it, it, Gus Van Zandt's films though are usually like that. I mean, have you ever seen? Uh, there's one movie that I really like. It's called Elephant. Have you ever seen that? Elephant. It's about a. Um, it's not about Columbine, but it's along the lines of what happened at Columbine, telling it from the perspective of the shooter. And the first time I saw no, it, I, I haven't seen that either. I never knew anything about it, but the first time I saw it, I. You know, 15 minutes into the movie, I had no idea where it was going, but uh, I recommend that one. It's um, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. So, uh, are you guys gonna are you guys gonna do any uh, new music videos for uh, these tracks? Um, I would guess so. I think uh, we're gonna try to take a little different direction in our videos. And what type? Kind of doing these almost short film videos for a while. With like dialogue uh, and stuff. We have so many film friends that always offer to do. Uh, videos for us that hard not to do more. You think about that on the back burner. Let's talk about your obsession with the film The Big Lebowski. Um, man, what's not to be obsessed about? That's, that's just a masterpiece. Now, recently you attended some sort of event. Yeah, I kind of helped um, just uh, throw a, a Big Lebowski kind of fest here where I'm from. Not really throw it, but just uh, promote it. 
Wait, and, uh, you threw it? Cool. We were all under the night sky watching a movie, and there's an open bar with like white Russians and whatnot. It is a perfect movie. It is a. Uh, it's like a perfect movie. Uh, I love the Coen Brothers. I yeah, I feel like that one is it's a complete masterpiece. I don't, you know, it's just my, it blows my mind every time I watch it. Everything about it. I wasn't aware of the fact that you yourself threw the festival. I didn't throw it. I, I just kind of helped promote it a little bit. Now, isn't there there is some sort of Big Lebowski fest somewhere in America once a year? There's one in, in Los Angeles, actually. I believe it's LA. Right. And did Je- I heard Jeff Bridges did show up to it once, right? Yeah, a bunch of my friends went to it a few years ago, and they, that's what they said. I also heard uh, the guy. I don't know his name, but he plays a. Uh, he plays Jesus in a Jesus uh, character. Um, he wanted to make a movie based on that character, and the, yeah, the Cone, the Cohen brothers, they weren't into it. Yeah, it's kind of it even kind of cheesy to do a spinoff character. Film, yeah, I think. I sequels think are tough. I um I am looking forward to seeing uh, Dumb and Dumber Two, which comes out I think November. I mean, some sequels get it right, but I mean, I love that movie. Uh, hopefully, they can get the the vibe of the film correct. Yeah, you, you know what I, I appreciate about the trailer? It looks like that it's they haven't really changed any humor, any storyline. It's just, it continues, and I think that's the best route they could take because fans want to see the first movie over again a little different. It's hard to believe that they're uh, they're almost 50 years old. I think Isn't Jim, that crazy? Jim is 50. I've seen Dumb and Dumber in the theater. I, I do too, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't know how. And my dad was laughing profusely. I didn't really get it. Yeah, it's tough. Well, tough film to get the first time. Was a little too new, but uh, I sure do now. Yeah, it's a, a cult classic. Uh, time here, uh, eight oh eight p.m. on the East Coast. We're gonna take a listen to one of the tracks off Gypsy Death Star's new EP.
and that was the song Voltango from Gypsy Death Star back here with Mr. Wyatt uh, from Ventura, California. Uh, Wyatt, I heard that you own and you operate your own taxi cab company. Yes. What can you tell the Bobcast yeah. listeners about this enterprise? Well, let's see. Well, I, you know, you tour for a few years and that ends. I met a girl out in a city I'd never been to. And, uh, I, you know, no education, no job training. Filled out a resume. My last job was like 10 years ago. Um, so I, I just had to figure out what to do if I started a little taxi company. It's called Fast Cab. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it keeps me going. It's been going for seven years now, believe it or not. Wow. How many drivers do you have? I've been through three different drivers. Um... So right now, there's two of us. I just lost the guy that moved. <clears throat> and I imagine you uh, you own and you fix all the cabs yourself? Yeah, I actually do. I imagine uh, that keeps the cost down. What's that? I imagine that keeps the cost down on all your vehicles and like your overhead. Yeah, I didn't think I, I would ever be in the mechanics, but when it comes to money and spending my money, I, I pretty much learn how to fix most of the minor repairs so like engines and whatnot that's great um i actually have an interest in uh taxis uh one of my favorite shows from hbo back in the day was taxi cab confessions and uh more recently there was a movie by michael mann called collateral with jamie fox and tom cruise uh about a taxi cab in los angeles that's a great film for you bobcast listeners to check out so my question for you wyatt uh i imagine you know sitting behind the wheel You've probably seen some strange, strange shit in the back seat. So this is a, a segment I like to call with Wyatt, Taxi Cab Confessions. So Wyatt. Uh, I, have a lot, I have a lot of stories. So just give me, give the Bobcast listeners, you know, an entertaining uh, rock and tour, if you will. Tell us a tale of debauchery. Okay. Uh, a lot of people want to, I, I had to drive the business for three years, seven nights a week to get it started, so... Uh, I saw a little bit of everything. Um, lots of jack-in-the-box drive through drunk people. And uh, one dude trying to give another dude a blowjob. And I had to stop that. And, and the, the jack-in-the-box drive through. Wow. Before before they ordered or after they ordered? Before When we were stuck in the line. Oh, my God. And did they stop? Uh, I, I didn't look back. But... Um, yeah, I believe they stopped because then they, the teller person asked them what they wanted to order, and I heard them talk. So it's very strange. Um, do you have <laughs> Do you have a, a camera in your uh, car for like security and stuff like that? No, I don't because you know people don't want to be filmed in that situation. Another story I have: I was driving a guy, and all of a sudden I smelled uh, human feces, and I, he was very drunk. I looked over, an older guy. Looked over at him and he said, I shit my pants. <laughs> and I said, I know. So what happens then? I pulled over and uh, I let him out of the car. Did he didn't have to pay his fare? Um, no. You didn't take him to a place so he could wipe his ass? No. <laughs> I think I would like, kick somebody out of my car too, like immediately. Um, yeah. Was there like was there reasoning behind him? You know, shitting his pants. Was he drunk or you know just disorderly? Yeah, I was, he was really drunk. But um, the way he looked at me, 
I looked in his eyes and he said I shit my pants. I'll never forget that face. Man, that's a moment like uh, that. It's I guess human beings at their lowest, right? That uh, they used to call bathrooms back in the day um, the necessary. He definitely missed his necessary moment. Yeah, <clears throat> I had a lot of my taxi drivers get their head bashed in, knives to their throat. I've been really lucky though, as far as like uh, confrontation goes. Have you had much when confrontation? I, uh, only one. The closest situation I've had is one evening, New Year's Eve, craziest night of the year for taxis. Pulled up to a bar and uh, had a call for a a couple, Diana Gal. And the guy was in a verbal argument with a big kind of bro guy outside the bar. And then um, he left. The, the girl and the guy got in the car. And I pulled up to a stop sign. And all of a sudden, the door opens. And the bro guy had ran to the cab at the stop sign. And he starts ripping this guy out of the cab by his leg. Oh. And the girlfriend's screaming. And this, this guy was huge. He starts ripping this guy's leg. And he's holding on to the cab, trying to hold it. And he was like up in the air with his his legs getting ripped out. So I had to run around with some mace, and uh, I put it in the the bro guy's eyes, and I said, um, "Let him go, or I'm gonna mace you." And he did. And that was it. So legally, you're allowed to carry mace. I don't know. I I used to. <laughs> I don't anymore. So uh, how do you protect yourself now? I have a screwdriver, so if I get pulled over, it's, it's uh, not illegal. To have a screwdriver, yeah, I, I could see that. Do you have uh, at least a plexiglass in between uh, the driver's seat and the back seat? No, I mean, we, we've had it going so long, we, we usually know everyone. So it's, it's not really an issue, but we don't have the plexi, you know. So there's nothing separating you from the world? There's nothing wrong with that. So uh, that was, uh, I guess, what, three top stories of debauchery from the Fast Cab Service in Ventura, California. Uh, coincidentally, do you guys out there, do you have, um, there's this new app. My brother was telling me about it. Anybody can become a taxi cab driver. Oh, uh, Uber is what you're talking yeah, what, about. Yeah, what, what is Uber? It's an app that I invented pretty much, you know, the guy's genius. He doesn't buy any cars, doesn't take care of them. Uh... Any driver can use the app and become a driver. You just get on the app and you call a cab, call an Uber, and they come get you and you can follow where they're at. The closest one to your location is the one that gets sent to you through the app. Does that give you uh, direct competition? It's not for me because uh, we've been, we're such a small, like, personal business with people that we drive that. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I don't know if I would actually uh, sign myself up for that job with my car. I mean, it just sounds to me... I mean, is there insurance? It doesn't make any sense, really. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's one of the things where uh, we can't keep up with technology, so I'm sure there's going to be more laws and regulations on it eventually with higher insurance, livery insurance and whatnot. Okay. So um, what we uh, learned in the past two minutes is that um a if you need a cab call fast cab in ventura california two if you got to take a shit make sure you take a shit before you get in the cab uh well, we're gonna have to check in with you time to time to see what you're doing uh musically also uh i do enjoy taxi cab confessions uh coincidentally when is your next shift 
I don't know. I, I work about once a week. Okay. So you you're so when you get in that cab, you need to look for the story so you can come back here to the Bobcast and I will you know, I'll probably I'll probably think of some more stories in my head that I've forgotten about for the next one. That sounds good. I mean I have seven years of these. It's good. You should write a book. Store it somewhere. Or write a song about it or something like that. But yes, uh, I'd like to thank uh, my guest, Wyatt, for being uh, on the Bobcast, his second appearance appearance here. Uh, check him out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all over the internet. The band is Gypsy Death Star. The EP is Building, Burning. It came out on Monday. Go over to the iTunes store and purchase it up. Wyatt, uh, thanks for being a guest here on the Bobcast. Thanks for having me again, Bob. No problem. And that's been another episode of Bobcast. We're going to wrap things up with Wyatt's new band, High Brazil. This is the new track, California Roll.